jam-packed episode today. We're going to discuss some political stuff. We're going to discuss some cultural stuff. On the political side, on the midterm side, we're going to discuss how Mike Pence is actively going against Trump by endorsing primary candidates that Trump is not endorsing. What are the ramifications of this? What does this say about the GOP and the Republican Party? And how is that going to affect the midterms? We're going to get into all of that. We're also going to discuss some interesting things by Republican Senate candidate J.D. Vance out of Ohio and his approach to traditional marriage and how the mainstream media is attempting to contort what he said to make it fit their own narrative. Then we're going to discuss something really interesting that happened in the world of comedy. We're going to talk about comedian Andrew Schultz. You might know him from his flagrant podcast. You might know him from the Brilliant Idiots, or you might just know him from his comedy. He was slated to do a comedy special for one of the streaming networks, streaming outlets. He decided not to because they wanted him to censor some things, and he put it out on his own platform. What that says about independence, what that says about the First Amendment, and what that says about the overall stage currently set for comedy now and going forward. And then we're also going to discuss some revelations that have been made between the last episode and this episode in Marvel with Phase 5 and how it's not looking too good in our opinion. So jam-packed episode fun episode let's get into it yo this is hanging with apes an audio apes podcast real talk real topics no limits audio apes music with no boundaries what's up everybody this is k cartoon this is rx phonics we are the audio apes and you are officially hanging with apes a weekly tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it two guys from the south side of chicago there is explicit language at times so be advised Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, you can go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that is interested in the things that we talk about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So let's start off with the political stuff, the news stuff, the the newsy type stuff. Still very interesting, but it's different. And then we'll get into the cultural stuff because this is the type of podcast we are. You get some news stuff. You get some cultural stuff. You get some fun stuff. You get some philosophy. You get some humor. You get culture. It's all, it's it's just, it's all there. So why would anybody not listen to the Hanging With Apes podcast every Tuesday? I don't know. I don't know. Why not? But. Y'all are fucking up. But um, we are in the, the midterm season, primary season. Uh, if you guys are aware of what's going on in your country, in the world, you should know how important a role politics plays in that and you know we're here to kind of take a bunch of information digest it and give it to you in a way where it's fun and it's entertaining but also still informative so 
as the things currently stand on the Republican side of things, which is really the the only thing worth talking about right now, because on the, the left side, there's really no strategy that you see them implementing other than the strategy that I think we've briefly talked about it on the show before. And I know you and I have had a, 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 a conversation about it off air where we're seeing in certain primaries the Democrats are actually putting money into the coffers of the re- the extreme Republicans yeah. ho- with the hope that they would win their primary race so that in the general election, in, in the general midterm elections in November, they'll be going against a more extreme candidate, yeah. hoping that that Republican, that more extreme Republican, the MAGA, the ultra MAGA, that's the terminology they've been using lately, you know, hoping that that they won't win. It's it that's risky. That's bold. It's a lot of that's it, that shit could backfire them on them. And uh, I was watching this uh, this little clip I saw with Brett Bear and Newt Gingrich on Fox, and Gingrich was saying that he sees this is his prediction. He sees I think it's a little excessive, but hey, he sees five to six seats in the Senate. Like added to the Republicans, yeah, and which at that point five to six seats would be damn near the super majority. Like you would if because right now it's fifty fifty. Yeah, if you were at six seats, you're four away from a super majority. Like you're four away from act being able to like pass anything you want to pass without a filibuster. So yeah, I think that's a little excessive. I don't see. I don't. I don't see that. I see. I honestly, I like my prediction, and this is where we're at with it. It might change, but as of right now, and you all hold me accountable. My prediction is fifty-one forty-nine Senate. It's fifty-one Republican, forty-nine, but with the Republicans still gaining the majority. That's yeah. what I see. Uh, maybe that'll change, and maybe I'll alter it. Like there's still there's still a long way to go. Like we're we're in the end of July. And end of July to November in politics is an eternity, so yeah, a lot yeah. can change. So, but that's where I see things right now. Um, and then he says in the House he sees forty seventy. For it could be, it could be. He says it could be anywhere between forty seats added and seventy, which I could easily see around fifty, fifty five seats added. Yeah. Um, but uh, with all of that, with all of that being said. I've noticed now, and we're getting reports on it, that it seems like the establishment Republicans, the establishment GOPs, the the Jeb Bushes, the George Bushes, the Mitt Romneys of the Republicans, and definitely not the DeSantis's, definitely not the Trumps, they're starting to have Mike Pence make his rounds. And since the Georgia primary... Pence has been vocal about endorsing people that Trump is not endorsing. So in in Georgia, Trump endorsed Purdue. Pence endorsed Purdue. And Pence's guy actually won. Granted, Purdue didn't have much of a chance to win from the beginning. He was a bad campaigner. He wasn't out there or whatever. And you still want Kemp over Stacey Abrams. But it's just funny to me that Pence threw his hat in the ring for Kemp. And now what we're seeing is in Arizona, which is for the for the governor, which is huge, 
we got Carrie Lake, who Trump is endorsing, and then who is it? Uh, 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 Taylor, I want to say that that uh, that Pence that Pence is endorsing, and Carrie Lake is ahead in all of the polls so far. But it's just very interesting to me that in a lot of these big races, Pence is coming out. And he's throwing his hat in the ring for people that Trump is not endorsing. You're right. It was Taylor Robson. Oh, so, Ta- yeah. Taylor Robson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is so right now. It's so crazy with primaries. There's so many names circulating. Yeah. Because you, it's not, it's not like this guy versus this guy. Like for instance, no, in Pennsylvania, the the primary's over. We know for governor is Mastriano versus Shapiro. That's yeah. two names. But when you got like the it, within the primary, it's like four. On the the Republican side, four on the Democrat side, yeah. so it, it gets hard to remember all the names. But but um, uh, he's he he's uh, Pence is actively endorsing uh, Robson, um, and and Trump is endorsing Kerry Lake, and so there's been a poll that has come out recently. I want to say it was from Trafalgar, which is like hilarious to me. The poll. It, it was it was a poll that that shows out of the potential Republican t- candidates for 2024, we got Trump, DeSantis, Christy Nome, Mike Pompeo, Ted Cruz, Nikki Haley, and Mike Pence. Those are the ones. This is from Trafalgar. You got Trump with 76%. You got DeSantis with 19%. Christy Nome with 1%. Mike Pompeo with 0.5%. Ted Cruz was 0.3, Nikki Haley was 0.3, and Mike Pence with 0.3. So my question to you, with everything that I just said, coupled with that particular poll, what the fuck is Mike Pence doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if they know that they got a losing um, chance for the most part, and they're just trying to see where like the lay of the land I mean, you'd have to be kind of out of touch. Out of touch, yeah. Like, it, like, yeah. I, like uh, another thing that it like is that shows me how badly out of touch the establishment Republicans are is do you know? I uh, I don't know. I want to say it was uh, it was on one of the Sunday news po- political news shows. I want to say it was the ABC one. I'm not 100 percent sure. Liz Cheney had the audacity to say that she'll run. That that she hasn't yet decided if she would run in twenty twenty four. Yeah, okay. No you know that you're like down like twenty points in the polls in your own in in your own primary in your own state. You're talking about trying to win the country. You you're not even sure if you're gonna win your state back yeah. your seat. So, it, I don't know. To me, it strikes me more as like being out of touch. I'm I mean, not even like strategically getting a lay of the land. I yeah. think these motherfuckers really think that like. They're, I I think for whatever sour taste they have in their mouth about January 6th, I think they believe the rest of the country cares as much about that shit as they do. Well, they don't. And, and, and I've never heard anybody talk about January 6th outside of people on the news. Like, in the world, I've never heard anybody talk about, man, I heard about nobody. people talk about gas prices, grocery prices, energy costs, all of that, traveling costs, but I've never heard... Anybody say, man, you know that January six shit? That shit has me all fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's 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 kind of weird. That's why I don't see why. Well, 
I see what you're saying that they're out of touch, but I don't know. I, you'd think that politicians that 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 are in the political ring, which is kind of a chess type of thought process you have to have, you'd think like, okay, well, we're losing. Because, for example, Pence, even if Pence, Pence doesn't have a chance, but Pence wouldn't even have a chance in 2004. Like, yeah, Pence would never have a chance. You you don't have the persona. You don't have the charisma. You're the the vice president was the best you were ever going to be able to do. Like, I could see that. Like, so you never had the star power ever. Not even during the era that you would have maybe had the chance. You would yeah. not have the chance. So, like to me, it's like, are the powers that be saying, "Well, Pence, it's the best we got, but we'll see what we could." Like, find out, even though we know that this is a losing battle for dude. And so, to me, it's like, because, uh, like, you don't have a chance. Yeah, but... Even on your best day, you didn't have a chance. Right. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. I think where everything you said is on point. I just want... I just don't know necessarily if they know that. If they're aware of that. Yeah. Like, everything you said is spot on and, and true, but yeah. it's one thing to to... To have the self awareness to yeah. to know that versus people from the outside knowing that, and that's the thing is like you know because sometimes we think that we're more capable than than we are. Like like I've I know many times like on the basketball court like I'll go in feeling like loose and stuff, and I'll be like I could dunk today. Yeah. I can. <laughs> I'm sure everybody from the outside looking at me knows this motherfucker can dunk. But like I, I'm, I'm feeling it today, and and I'm wrong, but <laughs> I'm wrong yeah. about it. But but it's but it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's like you know what I'm saying. So you think about it, you think about okay, the 24/7 news cycle. Trump is bad. Trump is bad. Trump is bad. January 6th, DeSantis is bad. January 6th, Ultra MAGA, MAGA. It's all bad. Then now Pence. Oh shit, my guy that I endorsed. Uh, he won in he won in Georgia. Okay, I'm feeling a little greasy. Not taking into a fact that not taking into account that Purdue didn't have a ch much of a chance to begin with, <laughs> yeah. especially in Georgia, because for all intents and purposes, Georgia is pretty much a blue state now. Like yeah. that, I see Georgia being blue going forward. The only reason why I think Kemp will probably be Abrams is because Abrams is pretty much a communist, like an like op, an open communist. Yeah. So you got that on top of the fact that Biden is doing such a horrible job, but like Trump and Kemp have a lot of beef, you know, yeah. after the whole election thing and everything like that. So yeah, dude, like you endorsed you endorsed a guy that was gonna you that was gonna win anyway. That, that's literally like. You're you're we're we're watching a basketball game, and our job is I don't know why I'm using all these like basketball analogies today, but whatever. <laughs> like yeah, like like we're watching a basketball game, and our job is to pick who we think out of this group is going to be like the star of the game, and then you're like, damn, you know what? That kid has height, man. That kid has handles. That kid he, he's defensive. He can pass. I like yeah. him. And then LeBron James steps on the court, and then you're like, "Oh, I got LeBron. LeBron's gonna do the yeah. best." I think I think he'll do good. Well, duh, mother, like <laughs> duh, like you you don't get points for that pick. Of yeah. course, he's gonna do the best. Like 
That's what Brian that's the James. best that the world has to offer at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So, so I that's kind of the same thing with Pence. It's like, oh yeah, my guy Kemp, he did good. He beat Trump's guy, so I'm feeling myself enjoy. And, and so now we got Arizona, and I don't know. Like I, I, I've been following the Arizona race. I think that's one of the the governor race. I think that's one of the more important races because see. A Republican governor in Arizona, Arizona has already been working hard to fix the whole election integrity thing. So a Republican governor in Arizona Not is enough. important to make that shit like to, yeah. to, to to make sure that it happens because yeah. at the end of the day it's the governor who needs to sign off on this shit but it's not enough that you're Republican it's oh the type of Republican yeah. 100% 100% yeah because because we might have we might have uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Taylor Robeson on some on some oh I don't think that there was anything wrong with what happened to the election I didn't watch 2000 mules you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. Whereas Kerry Lake, you Kerry Lake is on some Kerry gonna... Lake, and what I like about Kerry Lake and Mastriano in, in Pennsylvania is they both have made these these statements that I absolutely love. They have both said we want to make DeSantis look like a liberal. That's that's how we want to <laughs> govern our state. Is that not Damn. dissing DeSantis, but yeah. just say that like we this is we want this to be the new class of Republican governor. Yeah, and yeah. so. So, you know, Carrie Lake, anything that has to do with election integrity, she's going to sign off on it. Yeah. Kemp, not so much in Georgia because we already saw how he acted with the election on top of the fact that it's kind of going to be a blue state going yeah. forward. So he's really going to play the middle of the road. Yeah. So first, I mean, to survive there. Exactly. A hundred percent, a hundred percent in order to survive. And so, so yeah, that, but we, I don't think <laughs> let's do this on some like uh remember when when bane's guys in the ship and they're all like leaving the, the, the no not the ship the plane and they're all leaving he's like someone has to stay brother yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like yeah hey, unless kemp is on some shit like that the fire <laughs> we started the fire no i doubt that though. <laughs> <laughs> i seriously doubt that <laughs> This is what I wish that we had like video content <laughs> like <laughs> doing the episode because like the face you made, you're like, I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't since Pence has openly endorsed Ropes and I haven't seen a bump um for her, but but uh and Carrie Lake still seems to be holding down the lead in all of the polls that I've seen for the Republican primary. That's gonna be very interesting. How that how that whole thing pans out, but I do agree with you. Pence doesn't have a shot. Do you see him trying to run in twenty twenty four? Um, could, I mean, he could. I don't see that. I don't. I really don't see that. That uh, that'll help in any way towards his cause or anyone. Because the thing is, um, from the get go, CPAC decided whose party the Republican Party is. Yeah. You know, it was Trump. So, so like, that was really, that was really, like, the the thing moving forward now is, like, tr the Trumpers are the ones that are the rock stars. So, so even, even, like, for the left, this is good information. Like, because if you accept that the Republican Party is Trump's party, you can now strategize much better 
Yeah. Instead of like trying, like instead of you trying to cancel Trump, you have to just accept that this is what the Republican Party is on. And you know, you should be coming up with ways to to fight against. Yeah, it. it's like if the Avengers were like, "Well, no, nah, man, no, nah, Thanos, no, nah, no, nah, no," nah. and Thanos is just getting the Infinity says, "No, nah, no." Nah. No, nah, never. He's illegitimate. Thanos is illegitimate. He's illegitimate. <laughs> dude, dude gets the time stone, yeah. the last one. He's illegitimate. Cancel him. Yeah. And then dude just snaps his fingers like, no. Like, the best way forward is to accept that you're going against Thanos. How do you think Thanos feels about cancel culture? <laughs> <laughs> my, man, my man is going to fucking snap his fingers into oblivion. Like, yeah, no, it would never matter what, what, what you want to happen as opposed to just accepting this is my opponent. How can I cut, like, the, the his legs off? Like, so start trying to understand. Yeah. You know? And in order to do that, you you listen to to shit like that Bill Maher has to say, because he's trying to be helpful to the left, really. Yeah. You think about that. Um, yeah, we got to survive, and uh, all this extreme cancel shit, get rid of that. Uh, this is how you beat this guy. And so um, if you keep going into it as a Republican or as a Democrat, thinking that you're going to get rid of Trump or Trump's people, you're in for a rude awakening on November. Yeah. And then... And then in November, it's too late because now they won. And so, you know, it's, it's not me trying to fucking tell people, oh, strategize against them. But it's like that's the, the No, the thing yeah, that you, you have, have to, to look at it like if you were on the other side, absolutely. And how they're not applying any sort of strategy whatsoever. Yeah. But who knows, though, because like uh, we, I go back to when we talked about uh, the last election. There was a lot of stuff that we thought that made sense. Yeah, that I'm now does not make any sense. Yeah, you know, like if, if if you take into account that like Biden never left his basement, Biden had no excitement in his camp. Biden, there was a lot of stuff that Biden like pretty much showed that like yeah, this guy's not gonna win, yeah. and somehow some way he won. So then at that point it becomes like well. Maybe the establishment thinks that they could get away with certain things. Yeah. And maybe they're like, oh, well, no. And you won. know what? That's the other thing. That's the other. That's great that you brought that up. I wonder if, hypothetically, please don't deplatform us. Hypothetically, let's say that, that everything that was talked about in 2000 Mules is true. And that level of fraud took place. To push Biden over the edge and then some. So now, the powers that be know that, right? Oh. It it would be it would be the equivalent of like if we're playing a video game and you're playing against somebody and the guy that you're playing against, for every kill he gets, he gets one point. But for every kill you get, you get four points. You would think just by looking at the number and you not knowing that the the ratio isn't a one-to-one ratio, that yeah. like the ratio was off, you would think that you were better, right? You would yeah. think like, so uh, because you don't know that there's fraud taking place, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So imagine how emboldened you would become if you're of the mindset, oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe this guy's not doing a great job, but he got 81 million votes, people. Yeah, remember, we're the side that got 81 million votes. Like, um, well, you would probably feel pretty emboldened, too. It, it would, it, it, I would imagine 
it's the equivalent to how it feels being a Tom Brady fan, except Tom Brady actually won legitimate through his rings. But like being a Tom Brady fan for me, I never feel like he's out of out of the game. Like yeah. it, I, like there, because it's like this man. I've seen this man do the impossible. Yeah, I've yeah. seen this man be down twenty one points at halftime and come back and win a Super Bowl. Joe Biden I, is the Tom Brady of our generation. Jesus Christ! I I want to quit podcasting right now. God damn! That is that shit. If I was on a full stomach, I probably would have threw up right there. That, I had is, to. that is the worst mother of God. That is the worst analogy I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's, it's like, you were making like a great ass point. It's I just like, ruined it. Like, but 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 no. But but what's funny that you said that is because I think that there might be some people that do feel like that for yeah. real. You obviously were making a joke, but I think there may be some people that feel like that. Like oh, no matter what, our guy was the one that got eighty one million yeah, votes. Yeah, you know. And so that's my point that I'm making is like maybe. Again, this is all a hypothetical s- scenario that that I'm that I'm establishing, but maybe the powers that be know. Okay, well there was there was some fraud, but maybe Liz Cheney doesn't know that. Maybe Adam Kinzinger doesn't know. Mike Pence doesn't know that. Maybe they think, oh no, everything was on the up and up. So this is the side we're on for the establishment Republicans, and then that makes sense because then that that would make sense. What you're the the scenario you're you're putting in place is that they're like, wow. If they truly believe that Joe Biden got 81 million votes, if they truly believe that Joe Biden was that good, they're looking at it like, well, no, we have to be establishment to be able to face against the left. Exactly. We need to survive against them. So I don't. We don't think that Trump is capable of of doing that. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's sort of like it's a sort of like a mass psychosis in a way, like it, it, it similar to like like the jab. So. I, I don't, even know, don't want to get into the whole Joe Biden having the virus or anything like that. But you notice all of these people that are pro jab, it's always it's safe, it was it's always safe safe and effective. When they get the virus, even though they're jabbed up, I'm happy that I'm jabbed because it would be a lot worse. Even though you don't know if it would be a lot worse because you're not Kang the Conqueror. You can't travel through time and see different and I got it, it twice, and it didn't do anything. Different to me. So finales. Thank God I'm not. Thank God I'm not jabbed. Right, exactly. You the same argument you could use. <laughs> oh well, thank God I'm not jabbed because you know I I feel fine. Yeah. I'm at home playing PlayStation. I'm good. You know, like <laughs> you get you get what I'm saying. And so the point the point that I'm making is is like it's you're of the belief that it's safe and effective even though you don't know if it really is safe and effective so you're going with oh well it's safe and effective you're going off of that but the reality is you you it may you may be feeling <coughs> how exactly how you're feeling now you may have been feeling that anyway yeah if you didn't have it like it's like a psychosis is like okay well, we got all these people to believe this thing so we're going forward based off of this being fact when the reality is you don't know and it's sort of similar with the whole 81 million thing 81 million votes in terms of the populace and voting it's like well we're we're moving forward there the left is operating the left and the establishment republicans are operating as if 
that is indeed the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, moving on to to the also very important uh, Senate race in Ohio, JD Vance. He's been also called Ultra Maga. We talked about it in pre-production. An article from Vice News, which I found very interesting. And the reason that I find this article very interesting is because we have been talking, uh, I, I feel like a lot actually, about the the whole modernity versus traditionalism lately. Yes. Like, I think we touched on it even in the Andrew Tate episode. We touched on it when 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 Rover when the draft of Roe versus Wade potentially being overturned came out, and then when it indeed was overturned, we yeah. talked about it. And I think a lot of people that's becoming a question that's more and more on people's mind, like the 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 modern way of doing things versus the traditional way. What pays off more? What what yields the most benefits? And guys like us, some way, somehow, because of our philosophy and our thought process, I really feel like we're really smack dab in the middle of it. Like, yeah, you know, it's. I think that's like like a very interesting thing because we will, we will like. I I, I I'm not gonna say the word advocate, but but we will sit here and understand why. Roe versus Wade being overturned can be a good thing. We we would we're not advocating, but we'll we'll actually go through the mental process of trying to understand, re- rectify, and understand and uh, reconcile why it could be a good thing. But at the same time, we'll sit here and say, but I also understand why a man wouldn't want to get married and like keep that shit all the way away from yeah. me and all of that stuff. So that's that's like a really weird place to be in yeah. and like. That I, I think you can only be in that place by many years of, of thinking and reading and observing and everything like that. But what we do see overall when it comes to Republican versus Democrat, even even uh, honestly, establishment, ultra mega, all of that. Yeah. On one side and then on the other side of the dichotomy, it really is becoming a modernity versus traditionalism thing. So J.D. Vance recently, he talked about how he feels that people changing spouses like underwear, that's how he phrased it, is not good for kids. So he is talking about this from the kid perspective. And he even talks about how there are many cases or there were many cases where where people potentially stayed in a violent marriage but it still yielded better benefits for the kid so what people automatically did the main, the left wing mainstream media oh he's advocating for women to stay in violent marriages he's never said that yeah. you're contorting but this is pretty much what he said he said he said This is one of the great tricks that I think the sexual revolution played on the American populace, which is the idea that like, well, okay, these marriages were fundamentally, you know, they were maybe even violent, but certainly they were unhappy. And so getting rid of them and making it easier for people to shift spouses like they change their underwear is going to make people happier in the long term. And maybe it worked for the moms and dads, though I'm skeptical. 
but it really didn't work out for the kids in those marriages. Big old statement encapsulating a lot of what's going on in our society today. And yeah. they want to pull, oh, he's advocating for women to stay in violent marriages. No. Did you hear any of what the man is saying? Yeah. You see how bad these kids are doing. The statistics, I mean, it's they're so readily available about single parent households and the whole co-parenting thing. Even There's even statistics out about raising a kid in the house of a dad that isn't his biological father. Like yeah. there's all type of shit like that. You want to point out the this one thing that you want to pull from that and I feel like that's one of the problems that the that the left has and people that lean more towards the modern way of life if you will is like it's all about your happiness, your happiness, your happiness. But there's certain there's a certain level of sacrifice that's required for a kid, their overall health and well-being. Yeah, and if it's about your happiness, don't have kids. Exactly. Because, like, I totally understand if you really don't want to have kids and you really want to focus on your stuff, I can understand that. But don't have kids because if you have kids, now you've created a situation where now you have to cater to the lives that you brought into this world, you know, like to an extent. And and the woman that you picked or the man that you picked as 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 a partner to have these children with. And so it is a responsibility and it's not something to be taken lightly because no matter what, everyone pays for people's kids. Yeah. And if you don't think so, check your pay stubs. Check your see, property tax. Yeah. <laughs> check everything that that uh, when it comes to taxes and what you pay uh see all the people that are in jail how their family situation was how many one parent households were those kids from or no parent households so then you start looking at it and you're like wow at the end of the day we all do pay for people's 100%. children and, and not directly all the time but we will and so no i i think the point he made was one that was a nuanced point that took in consideration all the intricacies of being in a relationship. And yes, like it's terrible to be part of a violent marriage. No one wants to be part of a violent marriage. I wouldn't even condone anyone to be part like to to stay in a violent marriage. But I think what he's saying is there was a time when people were married and it's for better or for worse. Yeah. So, you know, you you can you can disrespect someone you love, and and grow from that and be like, wow, well, I, I I was in the wrong. We should move past this, and that is partly what marriage. I mean, like when people take their vows in marriage, it's for better or for worse. So I can understand where he's coming from. Again, what's your thoughts on a politician? tackling such an issue because that's relatively new like i i don't i don't remember the last time i've heard a politician tackling an issue at that level like that's like a deeply rooted issue you know what i'm saying yeah well this is the thing it's an issue that like it's it's very uh, polarizing because of the time that we're in. It's like well, we've been talking about this is modernity versus traditionalism. And so 
I think we're at the point where the politicians that are like, no, fuck this modernity shit, they're they're gonna have to take a stand. So like I like I guess for me it's like, well, this is just this is just part of the pendulum swinging from from one extreme to the next. Also, what I, what I get out of it, I think it's great and I think it's next level. And the reason that I believe that is because I think this is a dude, at least from what I'm gathering. And I think this is a guy that like really wants to fix the, the, nation, the nation's problems. It's like you motherfuckers are complaining about gas. You're complaining about inflation and all of this stuff. But yet, are we gonna? Uh, am I gonna just give you a pill? Do you do you want like presidents have been doing for Lord knows how long? Do you want? Do you just want a pill to feel better, or do you really want to cure the problem? Yeah. Because if we're talking about inflation, all of these entitlement programs, uh, a lot of which are used by single moms. Yeah. All of the resources you well, you just you broke it down uh, 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 very well when you talked about how everybody pays for people's kids. So, if we want to deal with inflation, maybe we should stop cutting so many checks every month. Not just the 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 virus checks and 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 the PPP and all of that. Yes, yeah, stop all of that. But there was a level of checks being cut even before that shit. Yeah, what was the cause of those checks being cut? Oh well, this is this single mom, that single mom, this lady with her five kids, three different dads, like all of this, all of this shit, yeah. right? So hey, I'm gonna start talking about the shit that's really causing these problems, yeah. And maybe we can one day, hopefully, maybe, probably, I don't know, get a Congress that is like, yeah, well, you know what? We need to start looking at things from a social level. And people's behavior, because that's the craziest thing to me, is that in all of this craziness, when it comes to the virus or hard economic times or whatever, there is never any talk about people's personal behavior. The idea, and and, and Trump is at fault for that too, the idea that there was never a speech talking about the importance of saving money not living beyond your means like true that's true leadership like listen if we're learning anything from this why aren't we learning that yes you shouldn't be spending all of your paycheck if you have to live where you're spending all of your paycheck that means you're living beyond your means same thing with this it's like people's behavior the way you conduct yourself sexually in relationships all of that it all has ramifications that like you just pointed out we all pay for yeah so yes if, we're, if you're getting tired of inflation, if you're getting tired, because all of this adds, it's it's a domino effect and it's yeah. a trickle effect. At some point, yeah, I'm going to talk about how you motherfuckers keep changing spouses like underwear. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about that because, because when families were more unified and more together, guess what? Economics was, were better. Yeah. Dude, I seen, I seen this. This is going to blow your mind. Now, granted, I'm not saying that divorce solely contributed to this. There were there were a lot of other other factors that contributed to this. But there's a few little things that I found on Twitter recently, and I guess people 
are, are, are these things are popping up because because um you know how much costs are today and everything yeah i found this picture from 1974 shows a lady filling her tank you see the gas prices you got um 40 48 cents a gallon 40 and uh f- for unleaded and and f- uh damn 49 cents a gallon for for premium must have been sam's club prices <laughs> not even <laughs> that was cents. just a norm sense yeah. imagine that Jeez. Another one that I saw recently from Tim Pool. Let me. I'm. I'm scrolling for it because it was on Twitter. Um, I saw it recently. It was a. It was a house cost. This is gonna blow your mind. And this is what year? The house cost. I. I want to say it was from the. It was from the fifties. Jesus. Oh, where is it? Where is it? I can't find it right now. But. But. Uh, the house cost was, hold on, let me see. Let me, let me look somewhere else, try to find it. Because I have an idea of what it costed, but I just I want to be sure. Uh, yeah, I, I can't find it. But the, the house times. cost was $7,000. And we're talking about a brand new house. We're not talking about a house that needed work or anything like that. $7,000 and the payments were like 40 something dollars. <laughs> uh 40 something dollars uh a month and then the luxury version of that house like the souped up version get this 7500 just yeah. 500 dollars more and you get the souped up version of the same house and the payments went up to like 49 dollars a month something like that Little now large I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying oh because people are gonna say oh okay cartoon is saying divorce caused that shit yeah. no I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is inflation caused it and <laughs> and part of inflation stems from various factors including entitlement programs and stuff yeah. like that and so consider that you know consider all of that because all of these things affect and I think that's essentially what jd vance is saying is like everything you do is affecting the economy yeah and so no way of escaping it when you have a situation where people are married they stay together they have a family that's way better for the economy and for you than it is if you're split up two two parent households but the problem all of that stuff to me is is it too late to have that argument you know what I mean? Because, like, for example, there were there was a time where Roe v. Wade being overturned was probably like, oh, what's well, bad? But uh, now it was like people were outraged by it, right? And we've discussed how it was bad law and why it was overturned. But I guess what I'm saying is now these things are looked at as so, so extreme, yeah, that it, it might be too late. To to reverse, yeah, back I know what you're saying. To traditionalism, I know, I, I know what you're saying, and I don't even know if necessarily it's about reversing. I think now it's more so about freedom, and I think guys like us. 
and, and our philosophy is the ultimate like reconciliation. Like I feel like we are like the Thanos of, of this whole situation. And the reason why I believe that is this. Let's say you do have a subset of people that wants to reverse and go to the traditional way of doing things. Maybe take away no-fault divorce and make it harder for people to get divorced. China's trying to do that. Yeah, but the problem you have with that is you you start to take that stuff away. That is taking away a right in an in to an extent because see the whole abortion thing and, and everything like that, I wouldn't make that argument for that because and well I, I thought I thought Bill Burr said it best. Did you see his new stand up? No. Is it good? It's decent, but but I thought like his analogy on abortion was pretty rock solid. What he says is he's like, I'm okay with women getting divorced. He's like, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, not divorce, abortion. He's like, I'm okay with women getting an abortion. I understand that. He's like, where it gets weird though, and I feel like we fall under that. He's like, where it gets weird is he's like, I still feel like you're killing a baby though. He's like, so what I'm saying is it's okay that you get it, yeah. but I still think you're killing a baby. Yeah. And and he's like, the way I look at it is like, let's say I'm baking a cake, right? Yeah. He's like, I pour the batter in the in 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 the in the pan. I put the pan in the oven. It's in there only a few minutes. You come out, you get it out of the oven, and you throw it. And I'm like, hey, my cake, what'd you do? And you're like, oh, it wasn't a cake yet. It's like, well, <laughs> it, it, it was going to be a cake. You ruined my cake. Like, yeah. it, whether it was a cake yet or not, you ruined my cake. Yeah. That's his analogy. for. And I thought I thought it's a pretty solid. Leave yeah. it to a comedian to come up with such a solid analogy. I, I, I think that he was on point. So that's the thing with abortion. It's like, well, this is somebody else's life liberty and pursuit of happiness that is sort of being altered not your own yeah yeah when it comes to divorce though that's different that's different this does affect you and only you i mean it, it affects the kids but it's your life that's being that's being altered in in this in this circumstance without any real bearing on anybody else's life yeah so how are we the Thanos of that? Like how are we the ones to to reconcile that and and have the snap, if you will? Well, the reason why is because the people that are that are uh, that believe in in the things going more traditional, I would say that what you're negating or neglecting to realize is that. You're taking away the free will of a woman to do what she naturally wants to do. So to me, the way that I am is, and this is what I believe. I know there's a lot of like MGTOW guys and, and guys in the manosphere and real conservative guys that don't agree with this. Yeah. But but let that bitch be. Like, like yeah. I believe in like, like whatever she wants to do, let her do. That's her in her natural state. Yeah. So you're trying to come up with all these laws so she won't be her natural self. And that's why I feel like guys and what I mean, like guys like us is like the guys that are like right smack dab in the middle of like the whole modernity thing versus traditionalism thing yeah. is like, listen, I'm not sitting here trying to get married to no chick because let that bitch be. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but now the guys that want to do that, naturally, I understand you want to protect yourself. Yeah. And you feel like, oh, I want to protect my family. I want to protect myself. I want to protect my pockets. But yet you're still going down this road. Yeah. It's like it to me. It's like you're you're an analog character in a digital world. It's like yeah. it's not. It's not. The world is is not is not gonna cater to you, and so you could fight for traditionalism all you want. But the reality is, if you get that, you only get that by taking away somebody's freedom to do what they naturally want to do. Yeah, yeah. If I'm with she and she's rocking with me, I want it to be because she naturally wants to rock with me, not because the law is keeping her stuck there. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want the reverse. I don't want to be stuck somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing something because it's and it's all but but K cartoon the bitch might leave. Let that bitch be. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be where like you are. You have the freedom to do what you want. It's. It's like that, but it's not like that. Because, like, on one hand, okay, cool, women are free, uh, the liberty to do whatever you want, but then, like, the divorce laws don't really match that for the guys. Or the statistics. Women are the ones that that initiate, I want to say, 80% of divorces. Yeah. And so, uh, well... Do you really want something that and, and they don't a, want? And that's a natural thing because I recently looked up the I, I, I was looking up uh divorce rates amongst gay couples and men gay couples divorce less than women gay couples. So it's a woman thing. Yeah. It's a woman thing. Crazy. It's not just it's not like straight or gay. It's women. Women initi- women want to part ways more than men do. I feel like men, it's kind of like, oh, I'm good. I like her. I'm comfortable. It's more logical. It's like, let's write it out. Let's do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, you don't do this anymore. You don't do this anymore. Oh, I'm going to go find somebody that does. Let that bitch be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now the problem is you put yourself in the trick hat when you involve the government and the law and you got married and you got kids and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's why the Thanos thing, the, the ultimate reconciliation is... Being in the middle, like listen, yeah. y'all do what you want to do. You do what you want to do. I'm here. I'm single. I'm I'm doing my thing. You know, say call it MGTOW, call it whatever you want. But it's I'm not dealing with the shit that y'all are dealing with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and I think I think that's uh, I think that's a very interesting thing. And it's a very interesting rabbit hole. And it all stems from what JD Vance was talking about. Interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 funny though because it's like you start looking at both sides and how they contradict themselves. Yeah, you know, because you we did make a valid point too with MGTOW when they're like, "Oh, no fault marriage." Well, what do you care about no fault marriage if you're going your own way? Yeah, you're kind well, of. Well, I would say that's more like the the MRAs, the Men's Right Activists. Yeah, they're they're the kind of the ones that are like, "Oh, it's not fair, it's not fair," no. but you're still deciding to play into an unfair system. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, it's hard for me to have, especially now when all this information is out there, yeah. it's different. Like, let's say like we didn't have the internet and we didn't know divorce statistics and we didn't have this information. I'd be like, oh damn. Like my mans didn't know he got got. Yeah. But well, now, know. I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you, dude. You decided to like play this game and, and you lost like the statistics show many men do and, yeah. and you 
you had hubris. You thought you would do better. You and and and, and women lose too to an extent. You know, because like in your pursuit of quote unquote happiness, right? Oh, I'm not. He doesn't make me happy. And you go on to like into. Uh, you, you take the road of like, oh, well, I'm chasing whoever makes me feel this way. How long does that last, though? Like, how long does, does, does like, the the dopamine rush of being in a relationship, like, last, really, if, 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 if what you're following is your feelings? Because, yeah. like, the, like, shit gets mundane, you yeah. know? Like, when you do anything, it gets mundane. So you need to challenge yourself to do something else. And you have to do something else. And then you have to do something else. So if you chase only emotional gratification, is that worthy of a road to take? You know what I mean? Right. Because I feel like there's, like, a middle ground to that even. I think I I, I see what you're saying. But the the difference is, I think, with that, like, what... Like that can be repaired easier and faster than a guy who's like financially ruined because of divorce. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like a chick could like, I'm not happy in this marriage. I want a divorce because I want, as you put it, emotional yeah. gratification. You still kind of ruin yourself. Because let's say you had kids with the with the guy, so now you have kids. Oh, and you're dragging so, them through it. Yeah, and you're yeah, dragging I, them through I, it. But but it, you ruined your body. It's not like what it was before. Right, but but still, at the same time, it's like that. Like the body part, the physical. That's like the natural course of that was going to happen yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um. But now, like you, you oh, I found a new guy or whatever the case. Yeah. It's like oh, it didn't work out. That's like an easier fix than like this dude. He lost his house. He lost oh, his yeah. pension. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So th- that's what I'm saying is like men, like, you, yeah, maybe there's a loss, a, a certain degree of loss to both sides. But typically, more often, men lose way more. Well, yeah, because you were at this point, marriage is handled in 2022 or in the 21st century, rather. Uh, like it was older times, traditional times. Yeah, and it's like you get, you get like the the treatment of well, you're supposed to be, you're the guy. Yeah, and you're the stronger dude, and you're the one that was supposed to provide, and you're the one that, and it's like well, I don't know that that applies anymore to the 21st century right. way of mode of thinking. Yeah, well, the westernized version of that. Because I would then at that point it becomes more of like a Western and Eastern mode of thought, you know. I remember watching an Andrew Tate video where he talks about how like because uh, I guess they're from Romania or they live in Romania. Yeah. You don't see women in the clubs that are uh, in a relationship. No. Or out like that. That's a baffling thing to me. Yeah, yeah, and well, and and it's and it's wild, but that's like that's a different mode of thought. So maybe yeah. you also like you zone in on the Western mode of life. And while there is a lot of good that comes out of it, there can also be certain bad things that come out of it, you know, like, or things that can affect you a certain way. Like, you're, you're looking at life so modern, but it's like, well, okay, all right, that's fine. Both sexes are equal then. So then both sexes have to pay equally for, for, 
for divorce and yeah. that's not the case and it's like so you're still kind of in a weird place same thing goes oh wow western cultural medicine all this all that well we were all forced to have to take the jab right or we were really like it, it, it made life very difficult for people in the western world because oh you can't travel oh you can't do this oh you can't have this job oh you're gonna get fired well, what's so great about that? Like, so we're so the Western mode of thought and 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 all that. It's it's amazing. It's great. But then, what makes us different from from China? If we have to do something, right. and we really don't have medical freedom. Yeah. And so it's like, that's like the, what's what, what the weird place we're in because it's like certain things. Yeah, that's 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 cool to be that way. But then certain other things, it's like. We're living in the past, but paying for it in the future type mm. shit. So it's like, it, yeah. it, it's a real confusing time. Uh, and that's why, again, we're seeing J.D. Vance talk about marriage and how important that is and how through through thick and thin. Right. It's not your typical political talking point. Yeah. Especially in a midterm, you know. It's kind of that, polarizing for a midterm, really. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um but that's, I guess that's the interesting thing about how people, the different things that people decide to talk about and when they have a goal for what they want to say and how they want to say it. And that sort of ties into the Andrew Schultz thing with, with his, with his comedy special. So for anything that, the, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Andrew Schultz, the comedian, he recently released a, a stand-up special. He released the stand-up special on his website. It was originally slated to be released on one of the streaming platforms, either Hulu or Netflix. He doesn't. He he doesn't say who it was supposed to be for, yeah. because because uh, he says that the person that he was like the liaison that he dealt with at the streaming platform was was a good person and respectful it was just that they had higher ups to answer to so he doesn't he essentially doesn't want to air them out yeah and uh, burn a bridge that you really don't yeah, have to burn yeah so i understand that but essentially he did the special uh they didn't like they didn't like certain things so they wanted to do the old china recipe of oh cut this cut this we don't like it you're punching down by saying that, which it was real interesting because I saw a clip of him on Joe Rogan and I think he said it very well. He's like, how arrogant and full of yourself do you have to be to even think you're punching down? Like that, that's, yeah. that suggests that you're above someone like, no, I'm joking about this person because I see them as an equal. Yeah, that's the thing. You le I, I, legitimize somebody. Yeah, like when you talk about somebody, you critique them or whatever. You're 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 doing it because you feel like they're your e they're an equal. We're just talking. We're just talking about stuff. If I was to soft step it, that's when I would probably feel like you're less. Oh, he can't handle it. They can't handle it. Yeah, they can't deal yeah. with it. So I understand wholeheartedly his philosophy of of where he's coming from. The people at the streaming platform they didn't like it. He was like, nah, like I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not altering anything. So it was sort of in, in stand-up purgatory, if you will. He said he spent his life savings buying it back from the platform. Damn. Everything. He spent his life savings buying it back from the platform. 
released it on his own, and he made three times what he spent on everything on his own. And yeah. like that is such a win for comedy, such a win for First Amendment, such a win for all of that stuff. Uh, and then what was badass is like, you know that that uh, that independent rapper Russ. Yeah. In in the I guess in the spirit of independence, he had Russ perform at that special oh. because he was like it's like some independent <laughs> shit. So like nice. Yeah, yeah. He he said that Russ did like an unreleased song for the crowd. It was it was like a real like awesome thing and like all for independence. And then what's interesting, and 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 I like what what I like is he was like. I'm only putting it out on my website for two weeks because he's like, I want to create that sense of urgency. Like, I got to see this in a certain time frame. Yeah. Rather than, like, leave it out there and it just sort of becomes just like everything else that's out there. Oh, I'll yeah. watch it one day or whatever. It's like, no, it's like that sense of, like, there's a window to watch this. Watch it now, you know? Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to, to, to be able to do things your own way. And... uh it's like, man, what a what a win. And it's like comedians are, are like they're just leading the way right now. Yeah. Like when it comes to when it comes to how they formulate their opinions, how they formulate their analogies, how they how they uh they're thinkers. Yeah, you know how how the, uh, Louis CK releasing stuff on his own platform, now Andrew Schultz releasing things on his own platform. That that's that's dope. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's important to keep comedy uh, at a at a good place because, like, I, I think you do need to laugh shit off, you know, and and, and be and laugh at at serious shit. And we've always talked about that why we like like the comedy that we do. Why when we did comedy, we we were like we didn't really have any limitations. Is because like where we come from, and and it's and you know it's funny you say that because I thought about the whole Andrew Schultz thing, and I was thinking about like our our sketches and how we. I remember there were a few different occurrences where people thought that we may have went too far or we shouldn't have said certain things, and like we didn't care. No, we no. didn't care, and it's like. I mean that's that's just that's my philosophy. That's what I believe, you know. Yeah, and 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 it's important to I mean express yourself accordingly because you know where you're coming from. Like, when did we ever think we were better than anybody? Right. Or oh, we we gotta talk shit about this group. Of, no, like we talked about everything. We joked about everything, but we also come from a place where like she was real could get real real fast yeah from the you know like it's just one of those things where like we don't really like uh so some of the shit we would laugh at sometimes growing up i was like i think we were, it was a way of cope coping yeah with with certain predicaments and like it kind of makes it easier it kind of makes it funner it kind of makes us oh it's not that serious and yeah. so it's important for comedy to be like that. And if you don't think so, and we've pointed this out many times on this show, what when's the last good comedy movie that you've watched? Even good. Not even I'm not even gonna say great, just it's, good. It's been years. It's been yeah. years. Like the only good comedy we've seen is stand up. 
Yeah. Like great comedy that we've seen in stand up. And so we all pay because certain people have they're too sensitive. <laughs> like where were those people when when uh um not Morgan well, I was about to say Morgan Freeman um my man's from uh, coming to America. Fuck. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was doing raw. And like imagine had had the woke and cancel culture been around during his time, we would have never got to see that greatness. Yeah. And so to see that he tripled his money and that he's doing his thing on his own accord. I think those type of people always existed, but I think the powers that be gave a fuck less about them. But now they, it's like, Oh, they, they care and all of that stuff. And that's why, it's important that the comedians go their own route and they're their own powers that be because now it's like, all right, well, you pretty much just lost out on all this bread. I still got mine. I still got my special out. I gained notoriety. It's like you lost and I won all because you wanted to bend the knee to some people that like, who gives a fuck? Like, don't watch it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And in a few years, when when all this shit isn't even a thing anymore, you oh hey Andrew, do you want to do your special here? Because that's how corporations work. All yeah. these fucking big ass <laughs> corporations. Oh, we we're woke now. This it's all about the money. Is it though, or, or what do you want? Like because everyone's on that. That's why you don't want to lose money because everyone else is on that. So is it worth as an individual to lose who you are and what you believe? And your craft yeah, and arts no, compromising it, it. Yeah, absolutely it not. Yeah. But who isn't worried about compromising their art is Marvel. <laughs> um, so, real quick, we'll get into this. Um, phase four, for people that don't know, it was pretty much started right after, right after the the infinity saga pretty much um it was it's it went to like black widow not great the falcon winter soldier not great eternal shang zi wandavision doctor strange multiverse of madness loki hawkeye and the latest thor movie none of that is like particularly great or stand out it's supposed to be ending soon with the new black panther movie which obviously because he passed away Chadwick Boseman wouldn't is not going to be in and then She-Hulk they're essentially starting to gender swap all of the characters cuz i think even Black Panther like the sister is going to be Black Panther now yeah like my thing with that is like and i you know i know you're into comics you have a creative mindset like me My idea, and what do you, I don't know what you think. As as hard as it would have been, and and I understand there would have been a certain degree of backlash. I feel like I would have just replaced Chadwick Boseman, like the actor. Yeah, yeah. you know, just got somebody like he would play the same character because this happened with Batman several times. Like you're T'Challa, you're Black Panther, you're just it's just another guy playing him because. Well, didn't they do that with? Uh, they did that with uh, War Machine. Yeah. Like, that's life, you know? You celebrate the character by keeping the character alive, you know? That's just, that's... that's Because in the trailer, like, that character is dead. Like, they, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but, like, yeah. he, he's dead. And so the rumors are that the sister is going to become Black Panther. 
So it's going to be a, a female Black Panther. There's a female Thor now. There's a female uh, Hulk now, or there will be when the show comes out. So it's too agenda based. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get that there's female characters, there's beloved female characters, but when you make a whole phase about that. But people are not going to rock with you taking the male characters that they know. And turning them female. They're not in a rock with that. People rock with female characters that are developed organically. Yeah. For instance, a few that come to mind right off the bat, off the top of my head. The Bride from Kill Bill. They, people rock with her. Why? Because that's an organically made female character. It's not a gender swap. Yeah. Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. Great female yeah. character. The girl from Run Hide Fight, the the Daily Wire movie, great female character. Yeah. You just taking the Hulk and turning the Hulk to a woman. I mean, the Hulk is not turning to a woman, but there's gonna be a female version of the Hulk. People don't people don't rock with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scarlett Johansson's uh character uh in in the Marvel universe, Black Widow. I felt fucking sad when she fucking jumped. Yeah. But that's because you've seen movies and movies and movies with her de- developed as a character. Not a great character, but still developed. Whereas it was a, it was endearing. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, like she's part of the Avengers. She's always been part of the Avengers. It's different. Yeah. And you, have to, you also have to look at it from the art perspective of stuff. Is like, well... When you've developed the character, that's why it hurts when the you know character passes away or you know the torch is passed. But you can't just push an all female thing, but it just be like She Hulk, yeah, She Iron Man, She this, She that. Because because in Phase Five, there's gonna be Ironheart, which is a female version of 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 Iron Man. It's like. What are y'all on? Like, it's just so obvious at this point. Uh, it's going to start off with uh, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which I guess Kang the Conqueror is going to be introduced in that. Um, it has a Disney Plus show, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo, The Marvels, Loki Season season 2, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, which I guess that's a character from the WandaVision show, Daredevil, the a new show, like a new Daredevil show, and a new Captain America movie with the new Captain America. That is a convoluted ass phase five. That is so much shit. And 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 the duration of phase five is only gonna be a year and a half. So Damn. it starts at the beginning of next year into mid-2024. So all of that is gonna be jam-packed into a year and a half. What kind of quality is that gonna be? Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, you're literally making the same mistake as Netflix. You're just saturating it with a bunch of stuff, and 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 not focusing on. You're focusing on quality over 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 uh, over. You're focusing on quantity over quality. Yeah. Um, Blade. I'm a little excited to see what that's gonna look like, and the quantum, uh, the Ant Man versus Wasp Quantum Mania. I think that's. Oh. I I heard. I was reading on Twitter. There was this one like apparently at, at the at the Comic Con they showed uh, a clip of the movie, and this this sounds pretty dope. Uh, Ant Man supposedly meets Kang. I don't know if they show Kang or you just hear his voice, but Ant Man meets Kang and he's like, "Hey, I'm Ant Man. I'm an Avenger," and and you just hear Kang says, "I'm a conqueror." 
Like yeah, that's kind of badass. Yeah, but but uh, you know, but other than that, it's like I don't have a lot that I'm looking forward to. Um, well, uh, the series because I heard oh, I haven't watched Loki, but I heard Loki was 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 really good. Oh, that's another one. The Loki series, a female Loki. Oh, sh oh yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't watch it, but I, I I remember I heard it was like a pretty pretty good. I don't know if it was. All I saw was the final, like the the ending, where like you first see Jonathan Majors as like a variant of Kang, yeah, He Who Remains. That was pretty cool. He does a really good job. It seems like like yeah. acting it. Like, I'm actually pretty excited about Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, but other than that, like oh, and then the Daredevil because it's Born Again. So I, like I actually own the kind like the little comic book series of Born. Yeah, that's a cool series. The problem with Born Again though is that is that it's uh. I was reading, it's supposed to be like 18 episodes. Damn. So like, yeah, how much filler is going to be in that? Yeah, that's just... It's like, it's like mis they're making, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I am I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because... Was it, what phase was the one that, that, that they're currently on? They're in phase four now. Phase four. It's not even great. It's been awful. It's been yeah, a dumpster yeah, fire. It's been it's been pretty like I I don't I haven't felt compelled to watch any of the Phase Four. No, it's it's horrible. And, and I don't know where the numbers are. Are the numbers doing bad? Or are they pretty much doing good? Because that's that's another thing too. Is like I haven't felt the interest of it. And there has been times during the the various phases of of Marvel where I've been like, ah, yeah, okay. And then they pick it up later on, and they're yeah. like, "Okay, well, this all." But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Phase four was a dumpster fire, and it it looks like phase five is gonna have some better moments than phase four. Yeah. But overall, as a whole, it doesn't look like it's gonna be that great either. Yeah, yeah. Like the only thing is when you told me about the one who remains, which is King. Like if 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 they don't fucking ruin him. Uh, Daredevil's coming back. Eighteen episodes seems a bit excessive. Uh, then the the Ant Man movies. If those, if certain movies could do good enough where they could carry it into Phase Six, maybe. Yeah. But but it is like you said, a lot of filler and a lot of redirection. Yeah. Instead of like, well, let's continue the story and then maybe build characters from there. Exactly. Even if you have to replace the actors. But it's the it, at the end, it's. In my opinion, the way they're doing the way they're doing it is, they look at it like, well, this has been tried and tested, and it's like a money pit. So like, why would we start a new character instead of we could just make a female Iron Man go with the woke shit and but Iron people, Man? But people are not gonna rock and, with it. And though. that's where I feel like, well, you can't just keep doing that and that work. Yeah. And I don't know, like. Even uh, what is it? Uh, the critical drinker, like a lot of the Marvel movies, he shit on. Really, like the only movie that I remember him liking was the Spider-Man one, and I think that's it for for the last phase. And which Spider-Man is only half Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? it's not even really. They, so they can't even take full credit for that because it's half Sony. And, and honestly, the way it ended, it's like it really is like all right, well. Spider-Man's on his own shit right now. He's yeah, he'll be gone for a while. Well, and as you see, because he's not nothing. Uh, you don't see anything. Well, maybe Daredevil, maybe because you know how uh, 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 Daredevil. What's Daredevil? It's in the same uh, real name. Um, um, damn. Fuck. 
was gonna say Eddie Brock. Uh, Murdoch. Uh, Mur- something. Uh, Murdoch. Yeah, we'll go with Murdoch. Yeah, you're right. I uh, Matt Murdoch. Matt, Matt Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. Um, maybe Spider Man will be referenced in in Daredevil: Born Again. But other than that, I can't see anywhere in Phase Five where they'll where they could fit Spider Man in. Yeah, and to me, like honestly, let let's be honest here. The two biggest staples after that was going to be, and like, and, and if you don't know that, then you didn't watch the Avengers movies uh, at the end when Black Panther and Spider Man both were on the screen, people went wild, yeah, because well, yeah, they were the future, that was the future. And so now you have Dare uh, or not Daredevil, you have Black Panther up in the air, we don't know where that's at. Spider Man is out of the picture, mm, yeah, Jesus. Not good. That's like that's like fucking taking Captain America and Iron Man out like it, when they were like yeah so it doesn't look uh like promising yeah, scary yeah. yeah well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in please share the episode with them we're on all podcast platforms if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify give us a five star review helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, you could go to our website and donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.